stupid Toyota. Stupid stinking Toyota. I don't even know. Do you drive a Toyota? I don't even know. No, no, I drive a, a Hyundai. A Hyundai. Which is, which is like a South Korean car. It's, know, a good it's, car. it's it's Japanese as well. But it's uh it's the Elantra, it's a hybrid. So yeah, yeah. I got a hybrid and then I got the motorcycle. So really when it comes right down to it, I am pretty environmentally conscientious. I spent uh I think three dollars on gas the other day for uh for the bike. Mm-hmm. And that was it. it was three? three? It's like four dollars a gallon right now for the premium. You put premium in your motorcycle? No, I'm just my, my I motorcycle has I, I do. I put premium in it. Yeah, I was gonna say my motorcycle has a racing engine in it. <laughs> yeah, my 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 vehicles, my cars. They, if they had an '83 octane, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have something that's a little on the watered down side for fuel? <laughs> like I'd like to get to my destination, but I'm okay with little <clears throat> sputter <laughs> uh, when uh, when I'm at highway speed. Honestly, I just like to to mess with the other drivers. Like you know, if I slow down or speed up uh, by five or. 10 miles per hour i i just think of uh of 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 the amount of adventure that other drivers on the road will have because i'm i'm going with a an 83 maybe even a a 81 or 79 octane (laughs) so my dad told me that back in the um early days i guess he would have been this would have been the 30s or the 40s he talked about the octane at the gas station was just a dial you would just like turn it up or turn it down. That's how you. That's how you like. Back yeah, so if you like a hot rod, right? you would like turn. But he would. He 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 talked about having like you know 110 octane. Like he was like crank that crank this dial all the way up. <laughs> crank that, and that's uh, that's why he actually has uh, some graffiti on the moon. Jeez, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. I guess it's a, it's kind of it's similar to a lot of the reasons we have a lot of other regulations by the government is. I think it became painfully obvious that people couldn't do this by themselves. That something had to, had to change. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, you keep all you can eat buffet. Where you're like, well, nobody has limits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like every everybody's like, no, no, no. I'm getting all the crab legs. It's an all you can eat yeah. buffet. It's all you can eat crab legs. I don't give a shit if uh, neighbor Tom doesn't get any crab legs. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. They'll make more crab legs. They'll make more. Yeah. <laughs> sure, there's more crabs in the sea. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, no, you, you wind up eating all the shrimp and getting that iodine and just being laid up for days at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's great food allergies and you can, you can, you, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go see your mom. That's uh, just, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's just it though. It's like, apparently like, that's why like the government has to step in on occasion is there's somebody with like a food, aller- like a peanut allergy that's like, ooh, general so chicken. I love this. Somebody was drinking <laughs> well, up really big. Octane? Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society. My name is Will. I am your host. Joining me tonight, he was recently kicked out of a local Safeway for standing in the dairy section and telling the other shoppers which yogurt was easier to clean out of Danny's back hair. He's our friend and boon companion, Tiki. Hey, dude. 
Ew. <laughs> Which ones did you just clean out of Danny's back? Hey? No, you won't need bleach wipes for that at all. You can just lick that right out. You just lick yeah, that, that comes, right that out. One, for... yeah, that, that one comes right off. That's no, easy. No, that one's chunky. Those raspberry <laughs> seeds, they, they, they don't come out easy. You're going to need a comb. You don't want it, yeah. <laughs> You're going to need a lice comb for that one. <laughs> don't, even, yeah, don't, even like, don't even like get me started on, <laughs> on how hard it is to get semen out of this back here. <laughs> And that's why he was kicked out of the Safeway, folks, right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, that's the reason. Danny is unfortunately not going to be joining us tonight. He is recovering after uh, challenging himself to a 100 enemas in 100 minutes challenge. Sources close to Danny tell us he is resting comfortably with ice packs and a doctor-prescribed service hamster. Yeah, those doctor-prescribed service hamsters are better than regular service hamsters. They're Certainly all, better than wild ones. Well, you don't want to just get a wild one. No, no, no. They know how to uh, curl up and play yeah. dead. Wild, yeah, exactly wild ones are going to, you know, they they can do anything. They, Untrained hamsters? Uh, they could oh, vote yeah. Republican. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. They, could, they have no yeah. idea. They, they could just go off the rails. Could do Could do almost anything on Earth. Do you think that Elon Musk might be a uh, a wild hamster then? Uh, no, I was. I'm still leaning towards alien. Still leaning towards yeah. He does have yeah a alien, some <laughs> sort of weird like uh, yeti alien hybrid. Yeti alien hybrid. That's that's uh, you know that's like half my people, right? The yeti people. Yeah, I know, but the, these are these are ones that were abducted by uh, what we call the greys. They're like regular <laughs> aliens, but they're taller. So wait, and wait. Uh, the number one. They're uh, they're they're abducted, experiments on, and then like there's some breeding some intimacy basically flowers and wine flowers and wine that's how that's how that's how that's how interspecies erotica happens no doubt no (laughs) um and then once they're impregnated they get sent back down and their babies are actually what winds up are elon musk yeah elon musk i wonder if i share i think bill gates was like bill gates and steve jobs are two of the earlier prototypes (laughs) proto uh Proto gray yetis, yeah, I like it. Proto <laughs> proto musk. <laughs> that sounds like you. That sounds like something that somebody sprays on you while you're walking the uh, aisles of Macy's. Proto musk. I, I've always wondered that too. Like, the, like the last name just maybe like whenever somebody says it, like it's monks, and I'm like, I, you mean like when a when a when a skunk like sprays its musk on stuff, or, or like, like when my or cat like a sixty year old plays soccer and then doesn't shower for a couple of hours right. afterwards. Musk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, honestly could like walk right by you while you're sitting on a bench. It doesn't really <laughs> What's that smell? Also, why are your jeans bedazzled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. That is pretty that's that's pretty Well that's weird. an old man. Apparently that's that's a good segue into old man crotch. So I'm thinking good way good good job. Yeah, so you got something to share? <laughs> No, as, I don't have any, as, I don't have anywhere to I don't have anywhere else to go with with uh, with that. I, just saying, as I the really resident graybeard of, of the three of us. <laughs> no, I'm just just no, just thinking that I'm kind of happy right now that I don't have any any gray hairs down below. But that's like the extent of my happiness about that's, that would, I mean, topic. Would you Would you like a gray merkin? No, well, no, I would. Well, it, a gray merkin is going to be a lot more distinguished. The and, and let's be clear. Yeah, it's called the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more distinguished than like younger, like say if you were a ginger. You get an erection. And not to mention, if you had a ginger merkin, uh, people would be able to tell that it's fake pretty quick because you wouldn't sunburn very fast. <laughs> why is your penis out in the sun? Why? I, I, why? Does it matter? 
At Does this it really stage, matter at why this stage, it's out of the sun? No, at this stage, <laughs> it doesn't. You're right. You're right. Point taken. What's important is there's the sun, here's SPF 15, and there's a penis. Fantastic. Yeah. And the hardest part about applying <clears throat> that, you know, tan, uh, suntan lotion is... It gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly you're standing at attention and now rather than just being naked in public you're masturbating in public we call that parade ground ready is that is <laughs> when you're out in the middle of a field there he is <laughs> left shoulder arms <laughs> it's like it's like waking it's like waking up with like an erection man and it's like oh crap and you're like you feel your bladder like pushing on you and you're like how do i like there's like really nothing. Have, like, you just you you push it. You just sort of push it down. And I was t- I told somebody the other day that like the, the I was like, well, no, this is a trick that uh, that all men learn is is, is how to do handstands. Yeah. We all learn that at a young oh, age. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, what? <laughs> you know, my sense of humor could be like so dry that sometimes I'd like try to push things as fact when they're clearly not. It's it's very Sahara-ish. Yeah, she she's like, what are you? Are you serious? And I'm like, no, look at me. I can't do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me do uh one finger push-ups that's, that's what you sh- it's amazing and trust me <laughs> i totally can do it <laughs> handstands are not easy that's awesome gray merkin that's called the gandalf yeah, it's, it's, okay you know what that you model i think that's gonna pass. work what and if it's all white what is that the saruman uh i think it's from and i i i think I think it's from the two towers. I don't think it's from. Uh... Wait, did oh, it got two it. Towers? Well, no. If you're gonna go with, if you're gonna say a gray one is Gandalf, then the then the like the white on white is that's Christopher Lee's Saruman character. That guy was a badass, like a like a legitimate badass. Worked for British intelligence. Was like uh, a proto uh, SAS guy. Knighted for for acting. I mean, just a just an absolute. Yeah, badass. played Dracula. Played Frankenstein. Um, had a heavy metal band. At yeah, the, had a uh, death metal like, band. Yeah. Yeah, at like eighty. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 just. He was, he was pretty. He's really legit. Kind of like made like the the TV the, the movie studio Hammer Films. He pretty much made them. Yeah. Him and uh, Peter Cushing. Yeah, yeah. Man, dude. Yeah, you know he was. Yeah, no, Christopher Lee was amazing. Like I've watched a couple of uh, like biographies on him. It's pretty outstanding much... to. Uh, considering how often uh, we would get super drunk at bars, uh, your uh, knowledge of trivia, uh, uh, that that's beautiful, dude. That that, holy crap! I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, I've uh, yeah, I've watched a lot. I've watched some stuff on YouTube about him, which was like really. I don't know. Whenever it came up, I was like, "Oh, what's going on with Christopher Lee?" And they talk about like he had um when he started acting as Dracula, they gave him these like fully red contacts, like the 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 whole eye. Yeah wear and uh it like they uh, they were actually like uh really poorly made and they actually went up ruining his vision Ooh. um for like the rest of his life like he wound up like uh like going from perfect vision to like very nearsighted kind of uh, ability after that um and 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 despite that he actually still worked with that same studio for a long time pretty amazing huh. but yeah i mean like the like that guy goes like he's like merely blinded by acting He's uh he's the he's the son of a uh, countess, but they changed the rules right before he was born so mm. that you could only inherit uh, nobility titles through your father. 
And since his father wasn't a noble, he couldn't become a count, like, because of his mother. So, yeah. Well, that whole patriarchal system of monarchy, thankfully. It's silly anyway, but... Mostly phased out. The only thing I miss is the, the, the costumes. Like, every time I see an American president, I'm like, that doesn't look like a leader. But every time I see, like, a king from history or, like... Like uh, an African dictator now, or even even King Jong Un's clothing has a certain like monarchical dignity to it that I just oh man uh, uh, a blue suit with a with a red tie fuck you uh, all presidents of the United States for the last sixty years yeah none of you looks regal yeah I mean even Napoleon in his his uh, his his jacket with that scarf and his tiny hand inside of his jacket. Oddly enough, he was not a short man. He, he was, was not. Average but that doesn't size. mean he, yeah. that doesn't mean he didn't have tiny hands. He might have had tiny hands. Yep. He might have had little tiny teeny teeny teeny. teeny I'm going to throw that out there as my one historical fact from now on. Yeah, turns <laughs> out regular sized dude, small hands like a gypsy. It's like Mickey Mouse, but in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Just tiny hands. Great if he was a proctologist, if only. <laughs> Hey, France, that was your leader. We just we just summed him up. Reverse Mickey yeah, Mouse. After he like conquers most of Europe. Like I always <laughs> find it amusing that people are like, did they surrender like the French? The French were like the dominant army for like two hundred years. Yeah, longer than that, actually. Yeah, they stomped everybody's ass. Everybody. Like in the balls. Even they from stomped an, their the, asses in the balls. That's amazing. They also, by the way, which is funny for Americans to ever think that is the French are also the reason we are actually uh, free and why our revolution actually succeeded because they blocked off all the harbors and fought the uh, English uh, fleet yep, 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 yep. and forced it to just be a land war, which we were able to win Yep, yep. because yep. we didn't have a Navy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just uh, one guy named Trevor in a dinghy. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I mean, that was probably about accurate. Yeah. We didn't, well... I, I mean, I think we had some merchant vessels, but I want to say that like, there was even a time where they were like, we're going to put this chain across the harbor to keep the English out. Ha! And the English just rammed the chain and snapped it, like, in yeah. half and, like, just kept on going, like, oh, what the hell was that? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, physics are bras. Yeah, they didn't They didn't take us very seriously at first. No, they <clears> didn't. Now they did. oh, if anything, we should be making fun of the British for losing that battle. Yeah. And then whooping our ass in 1812. I like to call them proto-Americans now. I don't like to call them British Proto-Americans. <laughs> just proto-Americans. This is a strange kind of <laughs> Yeti alien hybrid... <laughs> <laughs> just a it's a whole country full of musks. <laughs> that's all, that's it's not Musk was like he, no he's he's Aust he's Austrian he's probably actually more like part werewolf or something. Elon Musk no he's uh, South African bro. South African. Yep. South oh, African. wow. Yep. So is he like uh, South African? I don't know a whole lot about him. He doesn't come across as a racist. Uh I, uh, I don't know. I mean. Apartheid's been over for a little while now. That and... hasn't. It's it's that's like that's like saying the Civil War has been over for a little while now. What? There's a whole lot of people in this country that don't understand that. All right, Charlize Theron is from South Africa. Is she a racist? Okay, she's super I, I awesome. I don't though. think she's... we like just because like <clears throat> it's like saying is everybody in China a fan of communism? No, of course not. Like you know, is oh, everybody in the are United we, are we States not a Republican do or Democrat? <laughs> No, I'm trying not. I'm trying really hard not to. I mean, the, the <laughs> breaking breaking people down to uh, to their disparate groups, I always think is sort of reductive. So try to take everybody one. Well, if he had been from Austria, I say part werewolf. 
<laughs> he could I still, still I still got, I'm, I'm going to stand by that. Could still be. If part of well, I mean, if you'd been from uh, Romania, I would have said vampire. So, so he's part gray, part yeti, part werewolf. Half gray, half yeti, half werewolf. Yeah, the math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly a hundred percent accurate. Hundred and ten percent, guys. <laughs> That's how maths work. All right, my name's Will. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my name's Tiki. I'm an alcoholic. I wanted to drink this week, dude. I did. I wanted to drink. Did you? Yeah. I, I've had a couple of, uh, nothing, nothing major. Uh, but I was alerted recently to a kind of a trend that I have when we do this cast. I almost always come out with a, I'm Will, I'm an alcoholic. And I didn't have too much trouble navigating the waters of being an alcoholic. And, it made me really sort of like because I was called out on it, like that that I that's almost always what I say. I wanted to really be cognizant of my day to day, moment to moment feelings on alcohol. And there were a couple times this week that I I really I like I saw a so my my bourbon of choice was Bullet, and I saw an advertisement for it, and you know flashed back to to yeah you know that first drink and it, you get the nostalgia you get the nostalgia you yeah. get the the like i loved the, so the way that i would drink was i would drink like three or four shots worth immediately you get that sort of pre-euphoric feeling about 10 minutes later and then settle into a drunk that would ramp up into, you know, uh, an eventual state of belligerence and mix in, you know, more bourbon and more, more, more beer, uh, as, as, as the night went on. But that I, I remember the distinctly loving that first transition from not being impaired to being impaired. Like that moment is a really, it was a really, really key moment in, keeping me coming back because i you know the next day you wake up you're hungover you're like oh my god i'm such an asshole for the shit the stupid bullshit that i pulled last night and then you think about that first moment when you transition from uh not inebriated to inebriated and i love that moment i really do and that's you know we've talked about trying to communicate why i like to drink to people that don't like to drink because you know they'll give you know whatever reasons i don't like to be out of control or i just don't like the feeling or i don't like feeling of the room spinning and i well i'm not a huge fan of the room spinning thing but uh up until that point like i like all i like the way it feels i like the way it feels that entire time and telling a non-addict about that is is i mean you might as well be speaking greek to them or Yep. They'll, they'll try to understand but there's there this it's like it's like feeling love for your own child there's no way to understand it until you have your own child there's just it's 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 just not the same so yeah, yeah. i wanted a drink i i did but uh, i feel you i actually uh actually accidentally had a few sips of something uh saturday i was at a company barbecue thing and they had topo chico in a can different flavors of it What's Topo Chico? Uh, Topo Chico is a uh, bottled seltzer water uh, oh, okay, by, okay. made by PepsiCo. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I, I, I can see the really, label. Yeah, really yeah. good stuff. 
But I was like, oh, it comes in a can now. And I cracked one open and I was sipping it. And I looked and I just happened to look down at the can and it said hard seltzer, 4.5 ABV. And I was like, ah. So I went out and I just dumped it immediately and got myself a regular water, sat down, waited about 30 minutes. And then uh, I had an excuse that it was starting to rain and I was on my motorcycle. So I hopped on the bike and I I left and I hopped on the bike and rode through the rain. Good call. To get home. Um, but yeah, that like, um, that was weird. I actually felt like lightheaded for a few minutes. Yeah. Like it was like just after only a couple of sips, I was, I was really, really surprised at like just how, how like kind of, uh, low my tolerance and my constitution work or something like that. Now, do you think, do you think it was because of that? Or did you, do you think that it might've been, uh, you know, placebo effect? I th- so I think fast. that it's a bit of, I will, I will say this. I think you're right on that. I think it's a bit of both. I think that I had a, uh, I think I actually had an experience and it was a bit of a placebo effect. That's also because I think I was becoming hyper aware sure. of how I felt, um, to see if I was actually going to get tipsy or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. No, that totally so, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, glad, was, you, I'm was, glad you booked out of there, dude. Yeah. It was just one of those things. I wasn't too worried about like drinking any more of it, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I just gotta go. Like I was yeah. like, oh, it's raining. I had to get moving before the storm gets here. Yeah. Yeah. Help the motorcycle. Riding out. It's a good call, dude. It's a good call. But it was a, it was, yeah, it felt, I don't know. I shouldn't say it like scared me or anything. It was just like, I was like, oh, sh-. you know, it was more like a, I fucked up. Not, not an oh shit moment. Like this is, this is something that's going to continue to happen. It was more like a, oh, I screwed that up. Yeah. You know, I dropped something heavy on my foot. It's not like I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I mean that sort of, that, another good dovetail to our topic conversation tonight but i i had some something kind of similar happen uh a couple of weeks ago probably like a month and a half ago i went to see um dan oh man i'm trying to remember the stand-up comics name i went to see a stand-up comic and i asked for a um arnold palmer and i think that they gave me an alcoholic version of it and I took like two sips of it and I handed it to Kate and she couldn't tell. And I have a, you know, I have pretty good, it's iced tea and lemonade. It's not hard to parse those two flavors. So like any kind of deviation and you're sort of hypersensitized to it. Yeah. And like I send it, I'm not somebody that sends things back, but you know, this is one of those, you know, rare moments where I said, Hey, so, um, I don't know if this has alcohol in it or not. Uh, I tasted it. My wife tasted it. We think there it, that it might have some alcohol in it. Um, I really prefer not to have anything alcoholic. I didn't want to like, you know, you're in the middle of a uh, of a comedy show, so I'm not like trying to give a gigantic diatribe on exactly why I don't drink. But you know, it got smoothed over really, really quickly, and that was fine. But it was definitely one of those situations where. If I'd wanted to and it had had alcohol, it wouldn't have been hard to just play it off and potentially get get one in. And uh, I, I feel like that would be so incredibly detrimental to my uh, continuing desire to stay sober that, uh, uh, yeah, it was easy just to, to tell the tell the wait staff and tell my wife, hey, you know, I think this might be, I think this might be leaded. This might be, this might be 110 octane. 10 octane. 110 octane. Yep. We'll have to include that joke. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> that <wouldn't, laughs> that'll make no sense. 
No one's gonna. No one's gonna know what you're talking to about. The people. So yeah. They'll be like, like you mean diesel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah. it! I used to drink diesel. All right. It got bad, folks. It got real bad. <laughs> so, there was there were when I lived in Texas. It seemed like there were some people that I met on a on a rather frequent basis that I'd see them uh, at Ampcard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd I'd have like some of my other friends from Austin, and we'd be up in like Colleen or some other small town or Kerrville, and uh, I'd have like Sean or Ziggy just like, man, these guys are a bunch of diesel huffing motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was like, diesel huffing? What do you mean diesel huffing? Like they they huff diesel fumes? And I'm like, why would what? anyone do that? Like that makes no sense. What? Yeah. Well, I I I've been living up in Colorado with all the shiny happy people. Can't you people just do whippets like the rest of us did? Yeah. <laughs> I never did whippets. I'm kidding. Oh, my goodness. Never did. I just saw an episode of Cops where a lady had like, they're like, ma'am, are you drunk? And she's like, no, I don't drink. And she's like clearly on something. <laughs> and the cops like, <laughs> she like lights get her up purse. a meth pipe. <laughs> yeah. The, cl- the cops open her purse and she's got like all these like CO2 cartridges all over and like must have had like 30 or 40 of them in her purse. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh mechanism for that is just terrible to you it's <laughs> just it was just like she had so many she's like i don't drink and it's like okay well we'll just look into this really quick there's the damage, reason girl. you creating brain damage oh my goodness yeah yeah they there was a there was talk about the the brain damage that it causes and i was mm-hmm. oh well it's a hypoxic so glad. yeah I'm I'm so I'm honestly so glad that I just drank alcohol for yeah, so long because yeah. that didn't have any long lasting effects on me. <laughs> that you're aware of? I don't know. No, I'm so, pretty. So we talked. I'm, be, I'm about becoming aware of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. A, you you talked a little bit about how your tolerances had slipped, and I mean, everybody that said that they'd had a relapse, that was exactly what happened to them. Is their tolerance just went right into the shitter? And the the very first time they had like a beer after, because I remember one guy talked about they, yeah how he was sober for a year and then he celebrated on his anniversary by having a beer and how it like that one beer got him absolutely drunk and he was amazed by it and and the 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 therapist who was an addict. So we had two therapists. One was an addict. One was not. So, you know, it was sort of practice plus academia and then just academia. And I, you know, the 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 lady who was just academically trained, like, I liked her and she was okay. And she was nice. But the tonal shift when the therapist that was also an addict walked into the room was really like was so much less bullshit it was a lot of empathy but also a lot of uh a lot of kind of no nonsense uh approach to it and yeah it was it, she was great but she she literally looked at all of us and was and and said yeah this is this is what happens like the physical damage to your body will heal to some extent though there will be long-lasting repercussions, your tolerance will drop, and you will, uh, if you relapse, continue down the path of destroying your body not too far from where you left off. And I don't know if that was scientifically borne out or if it was just scare tactic, but 
you know, it it sticks to me to this day and it's been, you know, a year and yeah. a half since I did that, those therapy sessions. So yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, a doctor, uh, he told me to quit drinking and he told me I really needed to quit smoking more than anything else. But I asked him, I was like, well, is it going to take like 10 years to heal from it? And he said, no, no, no. He said, you know, modern medicine, modern science tells us that if you're under 30 and you quit these kind of things, your body will heal rather quickly. He's like, like in your twenties and below, he's like, your body has the ability to repair itself incredibly well. Yeah. And he's like, but if you wait until after you're 30 to quit smoking, especially if you get past like 35, your body's going to have a really hard time fixing itself. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So I quit smoking. Let's see, I was like 27 when I quit. Oh, wow. I didn't know you smoked. So, yeah, I felt a lot better after that. I've still never been able to develop a good amount of cardio. I think that honestly, when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm probably still going to be screwed. You'll be an early uh, zombie adopter. It'll just it'll just be, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be like, you know, just leave me behind with some chips and a couple of guns or something and i'll just i'll hold them off you go up to the first zombie you see and slap them call them a name and then let them bite you once (laughs) yeah that'll teach you i'm just getting it the fuck out of the way all right we're just (laughs) just 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 so yeah yeah i mean it's it's uh it's it's like that the only thing now i wonder on that account i wonder if it's the same way with with sex like the longer you go if your tolerance drops off i don't know your tolerance for having sex (laughs) Yeah, or just uh, just not just tonight, like, honey. Like, my tolerance is like, zero. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> not, not not like that. It's like it's like well, I've had sex in forever, so now the moment I put my penis in the chick, she's I'm gonna like just blow my load like in 30 seconds. You know, like is it like that? Like that one beer, like bam, and I'm satisfied. You know, or do you go the opposite way and suddenly she thinks you should put on a cape because you rocked a world that night? Huh? Uh, let's uh, pipe dream. Let's pipe dream it. All right, buddy. That's, yeah, yeah, capes. Capes, buddy. Capes. That's capes. how you know someone's a hero. <laughs> they put on a cape. They put, I, thought, I thought if they had something carved in their chest, that helped too. I don't know. The Good Samaritan that helped you with the gas thing today, they put on a cape, didn't they? They should have. Uh, he had he had a really good beard. Now, Aurora Man had a really, really good beard. <laughs> he had a, man had a big good old beard. scruffly beard and a Ooh. shirt on that camera what his shirt said. Was it's something a, ridiculous. Was there a French fry in it? The shirt? No, there was no French fry in the shirt. I was, thinking, I was thinking the beard. Oh, the beard. No, no French fry in that either. Dude, you're wasting your beard. Put a French fry in it. Give yourself a <laughs> What else are you going to use your beard for if you're not going to hold food in it? Look, if it's not to block off the fact that you have no chin or too many chins, <laughs> then you should be storing food in it like a fucking squirrel with a nut. Straight up, yo. That's all I'm saying, yo. So, I don't know. I'll... Some of this dovetails pretty well into into tonight's drinky topic of conversation, which is, and I know that you don't like this term, and I'm going to let you explain to the world why you don't like this term, but getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and why that's important from a personal standpoint. Could you, know? you put that on a PowerPoint? <laughs> Maybe do a fucking TED talk about I, it. I, I, you, a TED talk, absolutely. Yeah, I get yourself, get yourself a room. Here's what you should do. Wants to listen to. Here's <laughs> what you should do. Put it on a PowerPoint. Book a room. Get all your enemies in there and bore them to death. Can I wear a cheap suit? <laughs> you should wear a cheap suit. Can yes. it be in a conference room with only three stale donuts that need to be split between seventeen people? That should be about accurate, yeah. Can the coffee have been made yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you, dude. So never having actually worked in a corporate environment where I had to go to any kind of meeting like that, 
why is it that that terminology is so repugnant to you? Um, because everyone in a leadership position says it and they say it like it's like it's this like it's almost prescriptive. Yeah. Like if you want to be successful, if you want to be like me, get comfortable with being uncomfortable or move outside your comfort zone or any number of other ways of saying, hey, go and do things other than what you're good at. And and I just I just happen to know a lot of people who are very happy doing exactly what they're doing, like sure. system admin work. Um, you know, not everybody wants to be tomorrow's leader. There's yeah, plenty yeah. of people who want to be followers and, and that's fine too. Um, but I just, I, I hear it so much that it, that it becomes, uh, I think that it's just very cliche in the, uh, in the consulting slash corporate world. Yeah. Cliche corporatism. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and honestly in cybersecurity, there's a lot of that too, where they're like, you need to like, you know, learn to like start looking at these things and doing these things and that thing. And it's like, uh, it's just really frustrating. No, I, 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 uh, but I, I totally I, understand what you mean, which is change will not happen on its own. You need to be comfortable with the idea that change is going to happen and you have to affect that change yourself. Well, it's wow. especially if you're unhappy with what's going on in your life. Like I know like the, so last week we had a conversation about having to go to your friends unless you're willing to put in work to bring your friends to you in a method that is acceptable socially for you so like if we have 10 friends and they all want to hang out and you and i want to go hang out with them and they're like hey we're going to go to noonan's which is a bar we have to either supply them with a viable alternative or we have to be comfortable going to a place that makes us potentially uncomfortable, right? Yeah. That's 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 kind of the point. Like we know that we have a mental, emotional, physical like down to the genetic level uh I I'm I hesitate to say disability, but a a condition that requires of us to mind our p's and q's a little bit so your uh hard seltzer moment that is not on the hosts that's not their responsibility to tell everybody coming in hey these are the alcoholic drinks these are the non-alcoholic drinks so checking the labels to make sure that you're not going to drink something alcoholic that's on us right yeah, I mean, it would have been helpful if they hadn't mixed everything into a couple of coolers. But sure, yeah, sure, absolutely, and that that's something that as a as a party host or a host of a gathering, gathering. that, that we, can we can work on. You know, making sure that that kind of thing is is it's okay. Is it's okay. I'm not I'm not mad. It's just that yeah, to that extent, yes, yeah. it's it's it was it's on me. It's same thing with when I go to a bar and you know. Somebody asked me what I want. I mean, the, I, I stopped by uh, the, the, what is it, the, the Santa Fe Grill or whatever it was over off of uh, right near uh, Rappo Community College. Yeah. I stopped off there because it was just blazing hot and I was riding my motorcycle around sure. and I was going to get a glass of, you know, get some water, uh, maybe get a root beer. Yeah. And the, the, root beer. Yeah. Yeah. They only had like cans of A&W. It wasn't anything special, but um, the, 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 the bartender was like, what are you having? And I'm like, I'll just club soda with a lime if I could just kind of, you know, trying to cool off. Yeah. She kind of gave me like a look like, oh, that's all you're going to get while you're sitting here at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, 
that's kind of a, a rough position all the way around. I mean, that that's a, you know, you hope that people that come into your establishment are there for things that they can only get at your establishment and that they're oh, not. She's still, gonna... char- she's still charging for the club soda. Oh no, I don't doubt that she did. Uh, you know, and, and to be honest, I think, you know, if you're asking for something other than tap water, rightfully so, but you know, we go into a bar and we order, <laughs> we were, it's like, it's like, I remember being in high school and going to like Denny's and ordering a coffee and staying in that booth for like four hours. Oh yeah. We didn't have to be home. And the coffee was like a dollar and 25 cents for with free as refills. much. Yeah. With free refills. Like you're wasting the, you're wasting the, that waitress's time and you're taking up a possible place where she could sure, move but... customers in and out of and, possibly get tips so to kind be, of a hard to be, place to be fair to be fair to be fair the bar actually wasn't like full or anything sure. it wasn't like there were people waiting on the chair or yeah. waiting on that particular bar stool. yeah there was like i think there were like six people around the bar and there were like 12 seats yeah i mean the uh there's nothing wrong with ordering a club soda at a bar and there's something a little frustrating about getting eyeballed for ordering a club soda at a bar <laughs> and that I understand like, nope. both sides of that. Like, yeah, I'm guessing nobody was going to walk away from that uh, transaction. Happy? <laughs> no, but, you made me pay for club soda. You sat down and ordered a club soda. Everybody's thinking you assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I. By the way, isn't ACC? Doesn't that place look like a fucking prison? Always has. Always has. Jeez, that friggin' community college. Like, I feel like that's where people that want to educate themselves go to make sure they don't drop the soap. Or or, or learn how to make a good prison shake. That's so, hey, that's valuable. You know, you ever come across a, a an Elon Musk in the woods? Uh, <laughs> we had a quick yeah. craft to shank. Be, be good, it'd be a good thing to have. That's a good for thing sure. to have. So, yeah. Getting... You better make it out. If you think, you probably have to make it out of silver, though, because... He's part werewolf. He is part werewolf. <laughs> a, a an Elon Musk, not just Elon Musk. Like like he's a whole species unto himself. That's funny. Yeah. It's <clears throat> probably so, gonna show up like all freaking Yeti werewolfed out hairy and stuff, except for like that Gandalf Merkin. I feel like he's listening to us right now. Elon. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, there's Elon. probably actually is like a, an algorithm somewhere that's like, hey, there's some people <laughs> yeah. talking about Eli right now. Uh-huh. Sir, these two assholes out in Colorado are talking <laughs> shit. But they have a guy named Aurora Man who apparently is a superhero of some sort. We should look into that. We should patent that technology. Aurora Man and Capes. And uh, we should patent that technology. So. Uh, did you, I should have gotten, gotten a picture of him or something. I, I, I was just so happy. I came back and helped me out. Anyway, yeah. to what you were saying, though, let's get back to uh, let's herd the cats. Uh, <laughs> comfortable with being uncomfortable. Comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm noticing. That's your PowerPoint presentation. It is my PowerPoint presentation. And I, I, I don't care about anybody's specific productivity. What I do care about is people complaining about their situations and not doing the things that they can do to make their own situations better. Like there are outside forces that of course impact everybody to a greater or lesser extent, but there are always things that we can do as individuals to make whatever 
corner of the universe we are in a little bit better in you can't just uh you can't just wait for captain kirk to show up and help change your culture yeah aurora man is not gonna not gonna do anything for you that you can't do for yourself there folks so like right right now i've got i've got a i've got a, a very great way to make a very good income passively and i don't know how long that's gonna last i don't want to continue doing the job that i have been doing that that i basically turned into a career i don't want to do that for the rest of my life so in order for that to be a reality i've got to do something about that i've got a couple of things that i'm working towards and those things need to be things that i'm doing more than just talking about I have to actively put work into trying to make a dream happen. I feel like that's something that everybody could gain at least a little bit of benefit from. You know, do one thing a day that is good for for your uh, future developments. Unless you're happy with where you are. And if you are, more power to you. You don't need somebody telling you to be un uh, to get comfortable being uncomfortable but for those of us that have to navigate life with a little bit of discomfort the only way through it is to face it head on see it and move through it until you get to a place where that thing that frustrates you like i am i'm i i needed to lose about 100 pounds uh starting last august when I turned 40, I need to lose about 100 pounds. I'm down about 60. I got another 40 to go. The first 50 wasn't that difficult. All I really had to do was count calories, and that was it. Didn't even have to really put any exercise into it. You track your calories in versus your calories out, you're gonna you're, you're going to lose a certain amount of weight. Now I'm a little bit north of 220. I'm like 222 to 224, depending on uh, you know what I had the the day before. I now need to get into the portion of my life where I'm going to be uncomfortable if I want the results that I really do want. I would. I haven't been 180 pounds since I was about 15 years old. I would really like to be 180 pounds again. To get there. I'm going to have to be uncomfortable. There's just no way through it. And unless I find a way to be happy with what I've got right now, nothing nothing to be done about it except for face it head on, get through it, get myself to a place where I am the, you know, the version of myself that I would like to see in the mirror. Mic yeah. drop. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Cricket. Cricket. Cricket, fucking crickets. No, I, I hear you, man. I I don't know. I've probably been drinking too much root beer lately. <laughs> it's just not healthy for you, but man, is it tasty. Uh, I like a root beer. Yeah, I, it's just it's just empty calories, though. Yeah. It's like any other soda. No, I, I like a root beer, man. Um, the, the last, I'd say, five months, I've been doing just intermittent fasting, and I've been losing about uh three quarters of a pound a month which is super super slow like i'm not watching what i'm eating i'm just only eating in a specific time period per day and it's it's you know it's it's a big gigantic plateau so um but that's 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 more just an example of 
demonstrating what I need to do than an actual like commentary on what it is that I'm doing. So you uh you lost your moves? No, no, I still have uh, some very nice perky A cups. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, you got those to play around with all yeah. day. Yeah, I, I, I can't titty fuck myself anymore, though, which is kind of a shame. Mm. Man, what a, <laughs> what a way to blow one. <laughs> Every once in a while, just get a little stringer of uh, a little rope. Yeah, from, no, uh, no, yeah. From chin whisker to, to tit whisker. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking about the, uh, the last time we talked about this, it was the whole belly button discussion. So. <laughs> yeah. It was a belly button discussion. There was a long, probably protracted belly button fucking discussion. There, there discussion. was. There was. Now, now when I try to fuck my own belly button, uh, my belly button's not big enough. It's a, it's a real nice tight fit. <laughs> I have to like, I have to, I have to, I'm not flexible enough. I just really, honestly, I should take up yoga or something. Your penis and then that way when people tell me to go, bend. yeah. Well, I want to make it so that when people tell me to go fuck myself, I actually can't. <laughs> Like, like, go fuck yourself. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, already Wait, done. You got a key to the bathroom? Yeah, now. We'll do it. My, I'll do uh, it. My oldest is uh, asking for attention for just a second. Hold on, bud. Yeah. All right. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we recording again? Tight fit. We're recording again. Tight fit. Also, my the the other problem is that my belly button isn't very deep, so I'm pretty sure I could only get like just the head in there. Wouldn't be a problem for Danny. No. <laughs> well, since he's not here, I get to make small penis jokes. Oh, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Defend true. yourself, true. Danny. Defend yourself. You can't, can you? You're not here, Mister Throat Sore, from doing things uh, we don't talk about on the air yeah well the thing is he's still got a gag reflex so he can only do so many things at a time so for you, so long you ever see him try to eat two cucumbers at the same time i mean he, he is he tries to eat them like a serpent and a, a mouse but uh it doesn't work he cannot his mouse. <laughs> just 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 whole cucumbers just wouldn't that be like a wouldn't that be like a serpent and, and two mice multi-mice Oh, no, he's not trying to eat the serpent. He's trying to eat like a serpent. Oh. Swallow God. that Unlock rabbit the... hole, Danny. <laughs> Unhinge the jaw. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. You hear a clicking sound and suddenly he, uh, ah. <laughs> uh. Is that your jaw? Good game. Go team. All right. We're going to be back right after these messages from me about <laughs> anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody. I'm with Dickie. Danny nope. is still recovering. I don't know where that hamster went, though. Mm. No clue where it is. I hope it's uh, just underneath the covers and not tucked. tucked. <laughs> what have you been playing lately, bud? Uh, still just doing Armello. Just Armello? Um, okay. Yeah, just playing that. It's got good mechanics, though. I like it. It's a good way to like burn an hour. Like I can just like play like a single round against the AI. And it take like an hour to get through or, you know, 45 minutes. Sure. It's something fun to do. Yeah. yeah it does. Right. It reminds me a lot of Munchkin. Just the way that you play cards against each other constantly. The different squares have different meanings. Or rather, the different tiles have different meanings. And there's like an ultimate goal to get in and either try to, you know, rescue the king who is being like possessed by this rot or kill him mm-hmm. and take his place. So, I guess the, the... Armelo is, is more... Th- 
thematically serious than Munchkin. Like Munchkin was always super, super tongue in cheek, right? So for anybody that doesn't know, anybody that's living under a rock, is this one I think got got pretty pretty mainstream appeal uh, in a lot of ways. At least uh, more than like just fringe geekery. It it was a you know, a good stocking stuffer for, for kids. But uh, Munchkin was a, a game where they took the tropes from tabletop role-playing games and then uh, built a card game around them that was not particularly balanced. It's a competitive card game. You play against other players. And it just it wasn't absolutely uh, a, a, a completely broken game. So when you say it's like Munchkin... I'm I mean the, the I mean the playstyle of having the board that you go around that you all everyone's like working towards a specific objective in the okay. middle that there are cards that you can play against each other to slow other players down you can even aid other players too I'm guessing okay um, and then there's there's different uh, just obstacles on the board itself yeah. that you have to overcome huh interesting okay all right well, it's a it is it's a fun game I mean it's it's, it's really held my attention. I don't know. Free so on, far, uh, so Xbox good. Live, man. Yeah, and all, and all the heroes have, like, it's kind of neat, too, because all the heroes have something unique about them. Yeah. So some heroes are really good at fighting. So, like, probably the, the hero that I think is probably the most powerful is that when you equip cards in the game, when you're, you can equip up to, like, three uh, three items and three, uh, like, um, resources, like a squire or, a, or an alchemist, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the equipment pieces, if you go to equip a new piece, usually it discards the existing piece that's equipped. But with this one character, it just goes back into his hand. So you can kind of move around the board and like maintain an inventory of really good cards that you can just interchange as you need to go about like doing different things. Mm-hmm. So that was, there's that, he's probably one of my favorite characters. But there's like, you know, the rabbit, the, the wolf, um, the weasels, and the bear clans. And they're, uh, all vying for you know supremacy ultimately sure sure it's fun that's cool that's cool i mean free is a is a magnificent sauce uh slather anything in free and and suddenly even if i'm not you know gonna pick one up it uh, at least makes me think uh huh is it worth it to get the free thing and unless it's a sandwich oftentimes it can be like I was saying, there's like some expansion content for it as well, yeah. and I'm like really tempted to like spend like the I don't know ten dollars on it, just because it's like some different clans. Like it'll you know some different clans will come up from that, um, some new items, some different play styles. Because right now I'm kind of like locked into just what the board is actually doing, and there's no other thematic or campaign type uh, storyline. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm debating it and it's kind of frustrating because I know that like they gave you, they give you like the one game and they're like, here you go, here's the base game for free. Well, here's... By the way, there's this shiny extra part too. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's how I think Even if you don't go down the rabbit's hole of buying like everything for it. So my parents uh, are, they're a lot like you in terms of uh, how they spend their money. They're very, I'm so sorry. No, dude, it's, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) They're very financially responsible. Although, for things like education, they're they are more than happy to pony up if it's something tangible like education. But for almost anything else, they they really are are very 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 uh, conscious about where their money goes. So much so that 
they have library accounts and they will check books out of the library. Now, one of the things that I find kind of frustrating about that is they are such incredibly avid readers and they love books, but they won't purchase books directly from publishers or authors because, you know, now you can basically self-publish. It's not as uh, not as potentially lucrative. Right. So they're running like your fourth book deal after three of your books have been turned into movies. But there are it's not just the publisher that's making money on Uh, on book sales now. So it's the library thing. Yeah. Is that what you're. Yeah, I, I would really like every once in a while, maybe just send like a, you know, a $20 check to Tom Clancy or something, you know, send send your favorite authors something and say, hey, I recognize that I make I make good use of the library system. Fine. All right. There's I don't think there's anything morally wrong with that. Here is just a token of appreciation for your excellent writing. Would you please continue writing that would be great like the only way that independent content creators can continue making content that people like is if they get paid for it and right the only way they get paid for it is if somebody's purchasing so oftentimes especially when i'm i'm dealing with games that are uh that are indie or that are based around a free-to-play model that has some sort of microtransaction added onto it, I will do one or two small purchases of the microtransaction or find a way to give a donation so that they can continue to be incentivized to create that product. Because if I'm enjoying it that much, it's obviously worthy, worth something to me it's not a bad idea to throw something out there, especially since if you just say, hey, you know, it's 10 bucks for this X-Pack. I'm not somebody that normally buys expansions for this kind of thing, but I really like the base game. I recognize that it's not a moral failing of theirs to, uh, you know, offer a game for free and, and expect something back. But here's just a token of my appreciation in the form of me buying some of your content, knowing that I probably won't buy more down the road unless something really piques my interest. Mic drop. <laughs> I was like doing that. Anytime there's dead air, I just want to be like, Aurora yeah, I mean, says mic drop. I like, I like indie developers too, and I, I, I'll suck them off just as much as the next guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of indie developers, uh, the next uh, portion of our show, we're going to talk a little bit about the lack of or additional praise or frustration that we have with indie game developers versus AAA game developers and why they get, why we think they get so much crap or get so many accolades for their uh, poor or 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 good performance, as a as an example of this, so um, Bioware is a game company that I have loved a lot of their content. Their older uh, Knights of the Old Republic stuff was, even though the second game didn't get finished all the way through, I still loved both of those games. Uh, 
I love the Mass Effect, the first three games of the Mass Effect series, and I thought that those were all very well done, and I, I you know, enjoyed that entire trilogy. They came out with a game called Mass Effect Andromeda, and it was panned as being technologically poor, that it had a terrible storyline, and that the gameplay itself was not as fine-tuned as it should have been. Contrast that with a game like Valheim, which we've discussed previously as, as a game that almost everybody on this podcast has played to a pretty reasonable extent and has also enjoyed to a pretty reasonable extent. That is not a phenomenal genre-bending game, and yet the amount of accolade that that game receives because it's an indie game is, I believe, far and away above what a game of that type would get if it were being developed by a one of the primary game studios. And I'm wondering, and I'm interested in, why we feel that that might be the case. I think it has a couple of, there's a couple of things with that. One is, you're right, if, if Valheim was produced by another company, uh, a larger company like Bioware or uh, Blizzard or whoever, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was this large world that was not filled out yet when it was released, people would be upset and rightfully so because they would have felt like they had bought something and, sure. and were getting something. Um, they'd also feel that because it's a larger corporation with a lot of resources at its disposal, that these things should have been produced sure. and put out there. Valheim is also still in pre-production, so to speak. It's like in its beta test phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot of people are willing to cut it slack because, Hey, there's five guys working on this. They have plans for releasing additional content, mm -hmm. but we go back to that first point. There's only like, they don't have like a huge pool of resources. If you produce a game and you have a massive pool of resources, you have great talent at your disposal and what you produce is just schlock. Or yeah. You're going to deserve or even just you barely competent. Yeah. Like not even just, not even just terrible. Like Doesn't... if, if, if Valheim was made by, by a triple a game company, I feel like it would have gotten raked over the coals. Oh, I don't think it would have been released in, in, at, before beta. Mm. I don't think it would have been released at this point. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, or even if seeing, it had, seeing I... the state of games being released, at the, like CD Projekt Red, which uh, put out the Witcher series and recently Cyberpunk uh, 2077, they got absolutely uh, raked over the coals because the amount of hype over cyberpunk was so huge and they oversold and underdelivered. Well, on yeah. That. And I think that, 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 that was a big part of it, but um, you know, if, if, if that had been put out by a developer that had like half the hype, because everybody was expecting something of like the Witcher two, or Witcher three level of quality, which are, you know, I think Witcher three is, is a, is a genre definer yeah. personally i think i mean it's a it's a it's a phenomenal game yeah they so, did they 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 hit all the all the marks right yeah I, I would agree with that 
So I, I think that I think we get in the in our heads that that an indie developer should always and automatically get certain concessions given to them uh, based on the fact that they're not a AAA developer, even if you're, you know, who's to say whether the programming teams for either company are comparable in terms of uh, skill, ability, oversight. Well, let's 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 understand something else too. Is okay. Oversight's another piece right there. They're all these oh, yeah. large development groups are are, are going to have like much more stringent overhead and processes and procedures in place. But I mean, at the end of the day, I would actually argue, or I would actually think that the reason we give any developers uh, more slack is because we can we want to relate to them. Sure. We want to say, hey. This is somebody that I could be, or this is somebody that I could think of as, as somebody that I can relate to. This could be my neighbor. This could be somebody else. You don't go into it into that situation when you're judging a game and think, "My God, I could totally be the guy in the cubicle writing this JavaScript mm -hmm. code for this one particular part of the game, and you know, not screw that up." I don't know why nobody else can, you know, avoid screwing up their part. It's like you you don't you don't relate the same way to a large corporation as sure. you would to an indie development group. Sure, sure. It, it's funny indie developers i feel like have more of a like they have more of a relatable face even though if i were to take a picture of the five devs that made valheim and show it around to our group of friends that all play valheim i bet you none of them would know who those people were but if i throw out a you know a, a quote-unquote uh logo for like a faceless game developer or uh, fa a, sorry, not a faceless game developer, but a big, uh, big faceless corporate. You had the logo out there for, uh, for like Blizzard or Bioware or. Yeah, yeah, like I know, I know the name of the of the 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 lead, the game lead. The moment, for yeah, World the moment you see like the you see the Assassin's Creed logo and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Ubisoft, what's up? Yeah, well, what's I, up with I, that, buddy? I used to know who your CEO was. I don't know who it is right now. I think that guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I, I, I really just. Um, I only stalk women that I meet online. I don't really. So it's not just. It's CEOs. not just your neighbor women. It's also no, it's the ones not. online. Okay. Oh my god! Just oh oh oh! Something anecdotal we can throw onto that later. But this happened. <laughs> this happened. I'm not kidding. Go I ahead. pulled up my. I get up. I pull up my motorcycle. I'm climbing off the bike and I look over and her front gate and her front door both open and she's like unloading her truck or something. Her truck like tailgate is open. And, uh, and I'm standing there looking at her dog who's just laying in the, in her front yard area. And I think her dog is awesome. And I'm pulling off my helmet. And as I, as I, I take off my gloves and I turn away and I pull my helmet off, I put my gloves in my helmet. I set my helmet up on top of my car and I look back over at her place and she just walked out of her front door, grabbed the uh, front gate and slams it right like in front of me. And then goes back inside. Wow. Now, I think maybe she didn't want to let her dog get out. But... Hard not <laughs> to take that a little personally. I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's it's not like I went and shit in her Cheerios. Why? Like, I don't get this. Well, it doesn't that, help that, like that. Every time she sees you uh, peeking out your window at her, she, you're wearing a ski mask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's just how I normally look. 
when oh. I'm inside my yeah. There's the what's up the ski it. mask actually. I don't I don't use a ski mask. I use the uh, the gimp suit with the zipper. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ski masks. That's for that's for that's for fucking terrorists and good old here's, boys and like wanna be. So, I didn't that? think that you would pay for that. <laughs> That's all that was. Pay for what the the mask? Yeah, I figured you'd there, just be well, like, you know what? I'll learn necessary. to sew, and I will put I will put a zipper on a ski no, mask. No, 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 no. I've gotten to a point where I, I balance a lot of that, like, like spending <laughs> versus like versus my own skill. I would need to go learn a new skill set to do this, or do I just spend twenty bucks on a gimp mask? <laughs> so, as long as the zipper is like in good shape, and I make sure and shave around my mouth all the time, it doesn't catch on anything. Shave around your mouth. That's... I just, I just, I see you having like a full beard, but just shaving like like a centimeter around the entirety just, of your mouth. Just like, just like, yeah, just like like half a mustache, but it's like horizontal. No wonder she closes <laughs> the door on you that quickly. <laughs> no, I mean, and I, and I don't want to dress like a dick, but it's like it's like, hey, you got a shed standing up right next to your place that that I helped you build, and, and I've never once peed in. And I've never, I've never, I haven't peed in it. I didn't try to live in it, you know. Uh, and, and yet she just acts like I, I'm some sort of like, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm like really puzzled. Like, I'm like, I don't know what I did to offend you when I helped you do something. Like, I'll, I'll just remember that in the future, not to help you with anything at all. Like your house will be on fire. And I'm like, I got to pee, but I'm going to go over to my place to pee <laughs> rather than try to put out the fire at uh-huh. your plate, you know? I think that you should bring the, the lock picking kit out and just, 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 just work on it right outside of her gate. Just. <laughs> like really lean into creeping her out. Just, just, just go, yeah. go to town, buddy. <laughs> well, at that point in time, it's like I should just wear the gimp mask while using the lock picking kit. <laughs> hey, so I gotta ask: uh, Do you have is 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 your shampoo lavender? Because I'm allergic to lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Questions you could ask her as she's just, no, to just, and fro. Yeah. It's just I want to make sure because I have some allergies. Yeah. No, that's a. Oh, that's just every time I go in your bathroom and I'm smelling your shampoo, I kind of get stuffed up, and I don't know if it's the cedar that's around here that's causing that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, man, like, 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 what? Like, I don't know. I'm like, what did I do? Like, I don't. I didn't do anything. I haven't. I didn't ask anything of her the entire time, or from her afterwards, or anything. And she still acts like I'm like some sort of horrible person. Like she just like like the other day she walked by me and blew me off. I was like outside like. Uh, working on my motorcycle and she was like walking by and I like had to say her name and wave to her. She walked like three feet away from me, like right by my car and was like, like walking past. And I was like, well, Hey, what's up? She's like, Oh, hi there. And like walked off. And I was like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, what did I do? (sighs) And now I'm thinking get mask might not have been the best way to go. You know, quit shitting on her couch. Well, I only do that when I can get into her place when she's not around. I don't do it while she's there. <laughs> How awesome would that be, though? Excuse me, could you hand me a wet wipe? And this, you know what? You know what's really funny is I'm like, it's like, I'm like so offended right now, like, or at least I'm acting like I am, but like so offended right now. Like, part of me thinks it's something that I should do. Like, just, just like, oh yeah, well, fuck you if you're gonna treat me like that. Oh no, better just to, just to, just to ignore, pretend she doesn't exist. That's what she's doing with me. That's yeah. fine by me. Yeah, yeah. Probably probably the best course of action. Thing is, if I build a shed out out next to my apartment, like she's not gonna come and help me build it. No, but <clears throat> was she going That's to not, before you helped her? Not, probably not. No, it's I don't know. It's like you you know, you help somebody move and then they don't like they're like a dick to you after that. You know, like, hey, I helped you move, man. Like you didn't give pizza or beer or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. 
And those are the things you're supposed to get when people help you move. It's and not Papa John's either, like I good pizza. That. Yeah, like from Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> I was, For those of you listening in Australia, Blackjack pizza is cheaper than Papa John's pizza. That that was the joke. These white jokies. There's a uh, Little Caesars is still cheaper than, than that though. Yeah, yeah, you can get a, you can actually get a franchise for 19.99. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, I own a Little Caesars now." Like, "Oh, it only cost me 19.99." So there's the so so therein lies like that is more of the saga with my with my neighbor chick who just I don't know, like right now I'm like waiting for there to be like a, a like a laser dot like pointing into my window. Just like, be like Frozen. <laughs> just be like Frozen. All right, buddy. Just be like frozen. Let it go. Oh, I was actually talking about it. <laughs> she has like a rifle with like a laser scope on it, just pointing it through my window. I'm going to go close my vines again. Just, just, have, just have a fake detonator <laughs> that when the, the when the laser hits you, you can hold up the detonator. <laughs> Play the escalation game, Tiki. Play the escalation game. It's I've one of my favorite bomb. games. I love that game. Okay, that's good. So anyways, uh, yeah, I think I think there's – I think we expect more – out of out of AAA developers, less out of indie developers, even though indie developers have been putting out some absolutely fantastic games over the last, I'd say, six, seven years. There have been just some monumentally fun. Like, I'm still playing Terraria, like, every day. It's so much fun. That's not a huge... I don't think ReLogic is a huge developer. I could be wrong about this, but... You know, 16-bit aesthetic, giant deep systems, uh, a simple, a, a very simple basic gameplay loop that they piled on 10 years worth of development to that is just incredibly fun and incredibly satisfying. And if you've got, like, if you have task ADD in a, in a video game, you're going to get lost down so many rabbit holes with this game without making a ton of progress, and all of it will be incredibly satisfying. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes we're hypercritical when we think that the margin for success is razor thin with these big developers. And I think that we are so incredibly coddling or willing to suspend our frustration with developers that are seemingly not Goliaths. And I think that if you're going to take a look at a game with a critical eye, you should worry less about where the game comes from and whether the game hits the design marks that it seems to want to hit at the outset. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, it does. Also keep in mind that more indie developers probably fail and succeed. So Probably. I imagine it's a lot like the restaurant business, you know, undercapitalization and you're putting too many fucking things on the menu. I mean Yeah, those are words. Well, you know, they I don't understand the uh, the restaurant in, in, industry other than watching Chef Ramsay yell at people. Well most so the 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 big you know what the big is there's like two big gigantic problems with running a restaurant. One, undercapitalizing, so not getting enough money to get you through periods in time when you're starting up. And then two is not doing a small amount of things incredibly well. Like if you're trying to be the cheesecake factory with their 10,000 fucking items, you're not going to be able to do that without corporate backing, like big corporate backing. If you are a restaurant that is capitalized well, 
has three sal you know uh three appetizers, three salads, five entrees, three desserts. You've been that's watching your water. menu. That's that been- and, and you do those well, like really, really well. And it's not hard to make really, really simple food taste really good. And you know it's not because most street food yeah. is some of the most delicious shit you'll ever eat, and you can get that shit out of a cart on the side of the road in like most major metropolitan cities. I mean, food trucks are a thing, and the amount of food trucks that put out really good quality food is pretty reasonably high. So a little bit of a, a divergence there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that, that indie game developing is probably similar to that, where over-promising, under-delivering, and then you just sort of end up tumbleweeding away into the distance instead of making a uh, you know the a Valheim style hit. And by the way, I don't mean any of this to be either pro big company or anti little company. There have been AAA games that I've absolutely loved. There have been indie games that I absolutely love. There have been AAA games that have let me down and disappointed me. There have been indie games that I have wished that I could get my $5 back because they were so bad. So it's it's you know trying to get that critical eye for any game coming from any source instead of automatically assigning a value attribution to the source of the game. Yeah, that's what I got. I hear you, buddy. That's I what hear I got. you louder and clear. Sweet. All right, man. Well, we're at uh, we're at about an hour and a half for total record. We'll get this down to about uh, about an hour. But I think. Uh, I think, much like every podcast that we end, we've got a podcast. We've got a podcast. we got a podcast. So, I don't have like, Danny here to say it the way that I want it, but. What, with like, like a pew? We got a podcast. I can't do this. I can't do the high pitch thing. We got a podcast, like, guys. Sounds like a Not my voice. From, yeah. From like, uh, from World of Warcraft. We've got a podcast. <laughs> oh, Danny. Oh, you're in the room with me. Oh, fun. Put your pants back on, bitch. <clears throat> anyways like every episode of the save versus poison podcast we'd like to finish things out by shouting out to the mutual support groups that we hope you will reach out to should you need assistance with your addiction alcoholics anonymous aa.org 212-870-3400 moderation management moderation.org 212-871-0974 secular organizations for sobriety sos sobriety.org 323-666-4295, smartrecovery.org, 440-951-5357, and womenforsobriety.org, 215-536-8026. From the two of us at the Save Versus Poison podcast, that could make it because, well, we didn't have a stage five nuclear enema meltdown today. I'm Will. I'm Jiggy. And we wish you all warm, creamy regards. Good no night, friends. Mm.